Greetings, Tutorial listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know you guys have been anticipating for this topic, and for a couple weeks, I've already posted a couple things on what my truth is in ancestral and what I believe with this moment we're in and the space that we're holding. 2020 is really about eye clear vision. And reason why I wanted to touch topic about ancestors and ancestral is because everything is really, really now. We are in a time and space that has never been seen before. And if it has, not this way. The beautiful thing about technology is that we have the capacity to expand more than our ancestors. But just just stop for a second. Stop what you're doing. Just just give me a second and just think and just vision. Keep in mind, you are a spiritual being having a human experience. Let me say that again. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. Meaning, our body is our temple that is confining our spirit so we don't we have something to navigate through it's kind of like having a car and an engine but the one driving it is you so without you driving it it's just a car with an engine which is what makes the car move what navigates the car is you so in an analogy i'm using the car and you and the body and you and the spirit within you is what navigates your car, your body, which is like navigating the car. Stay with me, guys. I hope I don't get lose you guys. <laughs> um, and it's important that we come to know that it's easy to know that the car is not what matters. It's the driver within Now, what does that have to do with ancestors? Well, let's get back to it. We all come from a line of traits of many, many ancestors, many, many different spirits that have passed through our bodies. Meaning, let's say you own a car and that car was passed down to generations to generations. In this case, our DNA structure and our genes and how we're built and formed when being conceived, it's like building a car or rebuilding that same car, but in a different structure and a different DNA. But the car is always the same. It's like changing different parts of the cars. But at the end of the day, it's the same car. Same model. It's the same. So my point is, just because we look different and we show up in these bodies and these temples different, there's something deeper within us. There's something more sacred within us. But if we allow ourselves to tap in, to, to navigate those, and we allow ourselves to be part of that experience we dive in deeper and we find things that we show up in life that may not be 
our, our normal selves. Like we sometimes have these moments that are just like, whoa, I don't know how I did that, but I did it. Well, there's this seed inside of us that comes from very powerful ancestral traits that is very much like your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your grandfather, your great-great-grandfather, and even souls and spirits you've never even met in this physical realm, of course. But deep down inside, there's way more than just just is, whatever. There's, there's ancestral, there's history, there's DNA, there's genetics that go deep down inside our roots to make us who we are today. So that's why when I say, when I see and when I vision, um, if you're ever in a, in a space where there is fear, just stop for a second and tell yourself and, and remind yourself, maybe even keep it as a mantra. I may look as one in this physical realm, but in spirit, there's millions and millions of spirits behind me right now that the blind eye cannot see but the eye knows that it's there just because you are walking the physical realm as a human does not alone you're walking down the street alone in the spirit side you are not alone but since the blind eye, for most part, some people do have the gift to be able to see spirits and auras, right? And colors and vibration. Some people do have that. Some people are that gifted that, and it not makes nobody better than nobody. But these are certain things that some people have. Back to the blessings that, you know, one has and one doesn't. Envision that. When you're in that space and you think you're alone, you are alone in physical spirit, maybe. In physical realm. 3D. But in spirit, you are never alone. But because the blind eye, the human eye, for the normal capacity, cannot see the spirits. That does not mean it's not there. And... Same way we do not see oxygen or air, but yet without it, we cannot live. It's there, right? Same way we use our phones and rely on Wi-Fi and knowing we put in a password, log in, and it's going to be there. Why? Because it's a, it's a energy that's out, released in the universe, that has a capacity to connect. Now, if humans can make technology that powerful, what makes you think that spirit cannot and beyond its capacity and that your ancestors are always with you no matter what? And that's the highest capacity of connection. Once you come to realize you have complete access to your ancestors, to your ancestors' trauma. A lot of times people are showing up with trauma. It's not their trauma. 
It's the trauma that is implanted that has been passed down generations through generations. That's why they call it ancestral curse. But it takes someone in that generation trait. And now, because of the time we're living, more people are tapping into and they have the capacity to go in, dive in, do the work and break those chains, those shackles that have been passed down through generations through generations and sufferings and pain and torture and joy and love and happiness. But whatever we have in our ancestor DNA and we show up in life, we keep struggling with this thing. Like we, It's something that keeps popping up and bothering. And that's because... There's an ancestor in your line trait that sees the capacity that you have the capability of being that new generation that breaks those shackles for that certain spirit. That breaks those chains, those shackles that that one ancestors in that DNA that carries within your temple that is screaming, help me. Break these shackles. I want to be free. So when I see people chanting, Black Lives Matter, I can't breathe. When I see people like that, I don't see them. I see an ancestral that's still in locked in a chain of pain. And they're yelling some way, somehow. And through that way, they're doing it. They're using you as a tool. You are protesting not for yourself. You are protesting for that shackle locked up in chains of your ancestors' DNA that lives inside your temple. And that's why it's important to keep in tune with spirit. Know when spirit is talking. Stop living so worldly and thinking that everything in the daily life is what it is. Do you know how powerful it is to be a human? Do you understand the the way we are designed incredibly? So I wanted to take some questions and I have a couple questions here. And I wanted to share it with you guys. And um, I hope this, these answers and these questions are fulfilling the, the questionnaires that have been asked. The first question was um, regarding ancestral. This is ancestral questions. Um, can you speak on the importance of building relationship with our ancestors? Yes. The importance of building the relationship with your ancestors is to know that when you're feeling a certain way and there's certain things that trigger you, that is extremely important to know that is an experience you're experiencing and it's coming from somewhere. And if it keeps surfacing and keeps showing up, that's because, like I said before, there's a chain and a shackle that's planted inside your DNA and you were the chosen one to do the job of breaking these ancestral shackles and these chains. And it's important to know 
that it is okay and operate from love and light. Now, there are some ancestors that you just have to be careful because not remember, not everybody's good. Not everybody's not everybody's soul has a good soul. So here comes an ancestors. And this is why it's important to build a relationship to get to know where you feel that intuition like, nah, you know what? I love that ancestors, but I'm not I'm not going there like I, I that. No, that I can't. No. Some ancestors you just got to keep away from. Same thing as humans. You know, we experience these things in life and these showings. But if if people, humans don't evolve, then they pass. Now they're stuck. So then you have to see, well, was this ancestor and this can be I'm telling you, it could be generations and generations. You never even met or heard of this ancestor, but it will show up because you're divine and you're a spiritual being having a human experience. And because of that, you have capacity and access to those downloads and those messages from ancestors. And the more you get to know these relationships with these ancestors, you'll start picking up like, you know what? I love this ancestor, but they operated way too much with low vibration. I can't, you know, I send them love and light. And you you, you have to do the work with just sending them love and light. Um, the other question is, what are some simple ways we can start connecting with our ancestors? Um, first of all is work out the work on the physical realm. What does that mean? Start practicing um operating so much more with the heart versus the mind. Meaning let go of the me, me or I I or just the thought of I can't. And start stepping into your own power. If you don't step into your own power, it's impossible for you to even have any type of access to power. So the more you practice self-love, self-care, self-respecting, self-understanding, self-boundaries, connecting more with people, operating from the heart, we want to start off there. First, work on yourself. So the more we start working on ourselves, the more we can dive in deeper. Why? Because we we start accessing places and spaces where those ancestors can be connected with. And some ancestors have very, very powerful um, spirits that it doesn't even take a lot to get connected with them. But if you don't step into your own power... And meditating is one of the best ways to do it. Silencing the mind. Because the mind is not your best friend. I'll tell you one thing. The mind can really just take you to places that you say, "Where the, how the hell did I get here? So self-meditating, um, practice meditating, connecting a lot more with nature. Because nature has a lot of ancestral history on it. A lot. So the third question is... Um, Do we need an altar to connect with our ancestors? If so, how do we set up our altars? Are they allowed in the rooms? So do you need to connect uh, with your ancestors through an altar? No. We are an altar. Like I said, our temple is the navigating tool for our spirit. So we are an altar. We are the altar. However... In your home in a sacred place, it is important 
to have a space where you create, where that's where you connect. The same way you have a bathroom to shower and use the restroom, this is it's to do hygiene, and then the kitchen is to prepare your meals and cook. So each room in your house serves its purpose. At the altar, at your altar, is where you connect with spirit. And um, how do you create an altar? That will be in a class that I, that's more sacred and we dive in deeper. That's more than a podcast. That's definitely something that is more one-on-one based. Um, It is important though to have those altars placed in your homes properly and um, actively. Once I put out a, uh, I'm going to do a class hosting with instructions and tools that will need to be provided to create an altar. I will definitely share that with the public. But is it important? Absolutely. I truly believe in my opinion, everyone needs an altar in their home. Not just because, oh, no, because the same way you need a bathroom in your home, you need an altar. The same way you need a kitchen, you need an altar. The same way, and it's not you need Because you can live without any of this. And like I said, the temple is the altar. But if we're speaking now on the physical realm, yes, it's highly, highly recommended in spirit and in human being having a spirit, spiritual being having a human experience that you do have an altar. You need to have some type of altar in your home. And are they allowed in the room? Well, yes and no. And if it is because, I mean, some people just don't have a whole apartment, like, and that's okay. That's just, everybody has their lifestyle. Everybody has their ways. And mind you, the way I do my altar can be totally different. However, someone else does their altar, but whoever feels connected to say like, oh, I want to, I want to learn how you do your altar, Nicole, then I'm more than happy to share you guys with you guys on how I create my altar and how I've designed it to be the way and through ancestry history and through also generations on how my mom's mom and mom's mom grandma my grandma has been doing it so this is also something you want to open that conversation with your family if they even have an altar so let's say you see like someone in your family maybe your mom not but maybe your grandmother has like a little altar ask her open up that conversation or your grandfather ask him Grandpa, why do you have that there and there and there and there? And they'll tell you. So another tip is open conversations with your family. It's one of the main tips too. Open, talk to your question. Question them. Where? Why? So before you do any altar, find out history about your family. Grandma, what did you do for work? Grandma, what did you enjoy? Grandma, what do you love eating? These are the type of things. And believe it or not, in the class, I go dive in deeper. Why simple things really matter. These little simple things. Now that we have technology, uh, I want you guys to whoever you whoever's listening. If your grandmother, your grandfather, your mom, your family member is still alive. Start questioning about your your ancestors question about your grandmother, question about your grandfather, 
Question about their parents. And if you can go farther back, even better. better. And if you have pictures, ask them. Let me see pictures, mom. Let me see pictures, dad. Start reaching out to family. That's the thing nowadays. Nobody connects with family because everybody's stuck on the damn social media. Nobody talks to anybody. That's why there's lost souls and spirits. Everybody's talking about woke, woke, woke. But the problem is you got to wake up. It's not about being woke. Connect with your ancestors. And if you don't have, like some people are adopted and things like that. So they really don't have much of a ancestral. They can dive in deeper. Physical, but spiritual, they could. But if you're lucky enough to have people, your family member, elderly people, you want to sit down and have conversations with those elderly people in your family. Because that's how you start your altar. You need, you need data. You need history. You need research. I can go on here forever. But let's, let's go to the next question. Uh, what are some offers we can give? Back to getting to know who your family is. Um, some things come from the heart. Whatever comes from your heart, that's what matters. There's no right or wrong way. Building an altar is not a right or wrong way. Um, but there is offers that you can give that comes from the heart or comes from you knowing what they like. So if you know what they like, then you place it on the altar. And that that's something really important too. So that's why I, I said like, okay, well, my grandmother used to love, and I, like on my altar, for example, oh, I could use my altar, for example, my grandmother, <clears throat> she used to love these Dominican crackers, right? Because my grandmother's from Dominican Republic. So I would leave sometimes, like in my heart and spirit, like I'll say, um, you know what? Today I want to leave my grandmother's crackers. Everything happens for a reason. So my spirit, she asked my spirit for some nut crackers because that's what she used to love in the physical realm, what her body, her temple lived in. So she enjoyed that. So I gave it to her. I put it in the altar. One day, oh, you know what? Let me leave my grandmother coffee. She wanted coffee. I mean, who? what grandmother probably doesn't drink coffee or some type of tea, right? So leave that at the altar. So what are some of the offerings? Get to know your ancestors and know um, what they like. And then also what comes out of your heart. The fifth question. I have I have heard that um, all ancestors are good and sometimes negative, um, negative trickster spirits can come in. How do we safely connect with spirit and how do we properly open and close the portal? See, that's something that I answered. It's something that I mentioned earlier about those um, spirits. Very good question, though. Very good question. Um, how some of those spirits are not ones you want to access because they can create chaos. You don't know what kind of life they had or what kind of spirit they had. So, like I said, you definitely want to be able to know how to navigate those channels. And that, <clears throat> that you will always have access to that. But it comes with time and you can't just jump right in. That's why you need like a spiritual coach, a spiritualist, kind of like myself, to guide. Because if you just jump into it, you can get into hot water. <clears throat> you have to be very mindful on how you do this. You don't want to open up a portal with 
connecting with a spirit that you don't even know how now to get rid of. So being able to know how to navigate and do cleansings, it's another very important thing. Spirituality is definitely something that is very sensitive and very efficient, very powerful, and very dangerous if you don't know how to navigate it. That doesn't mean it's impossible, but it's using the proper tools. So being very, very cautious on how you do that. Like I said, everything starts with love, though. You, you got to have that heart of love and compassion and operating from a really good space. And also making sure you're grounded. Being grounded is extremely important when connecting with spirituality. You definitely need to be grounded. The next question is number six. What are the what are the different types of ancestors and orishas? So ancestors and orishas are two different things. Um, that's a whole podcast that our that this podcast doesn't it doesn't give us enough time and space for. But I could touch briefs. Um, the difference between um, ancestors and orishas is ancestors is your egons. In Lukumi, the Yoruba practice from Africa, Santeria, you want to call it, <laughs> that people know here in Miami, um, we call it in Lukumi language, Eguns. Eguns means your ancestors, your, the dead, the death, death ones, your family member that has passed away. And then the Orishas are the African gods that represent different elements and different spirits and energies that um, originate back in Africa. So we use both of them very um, hand-to-hand. But we always first connect with our eguns because our eguns is back to the deep structure of our DNAs, of our history, of our beings. So um, that's the difference. And then the Orishas are those spirits and energies that connect with certain force fields in life to navigate and support through the spirit side. So it's having a, it's having a, a, a shoulder to lean on when facing something and, and working with an Orisha in life, in this physical life, let's say if I'm having trouble with love and relationship and oh, just just the, just love, I'm not operating from the love, I'm going to call upon like everybody's, the most popular one, uh, Oshun. Everybody knows Oshun, right? I can use Oshun as an example. And if I'm not operating from love and it's just like love sucks and just like, it's just, I don't know what's going on with my love life. I want to call upon Oshun's spirit because Oshun is of love and purity. And she's so beautiful, her divine energy spirit. And she connects so beautifully. So when I'm having a trouble situation, you just call upon Oshun. If you're having trouble with work and you can't find a job and your path is just closed and you can't figure out what... Where in life do I fall? Why everything I do, everything keeps closing? First, you got to do self-check. 
Are you doing the steps? Are you work? Are you putting your part? And this is in everything with Egons and Orisha. First, and that's why I said number one is make sure you are doing a lot of self work, self healing work. You have to make sure you are grounded, connected, meditating, have a ritual practice, operating from the heart, not fighting, not arguing with people, not operating from a low vibration. Because why? Then you won't have access to these energies and spirits that can help you with these tools. Like who needs to live life? Um, frustrated, arguing, jealousy, drama, and all that stuff is low vibration. So if you're operating already from there, gossip and watching other people and complaining and maliciously doing things, that's self-check. That's something you need to first check before you move forward. And we're humans. Sometimes we fall into these places that are like, oh my God, how did I get into this drama? But that's okay. You catch yourself, fall back out, you know, go back to your rituals, self-love, self-care, and you're able to <coughs> access that. And then with that, you ask your egons to support you. Your egons is your ancestors, support you and guide you through meditation, through prayers, through however you connect. <coughs> you have to have some daily connections with spirit. And then also with the Orishas, which is the same way you also connect I mean, there's different ways, but for most part is going into that safe safe place that operates from the heart and is from your truth. The seventh question, do our ancestors have the ability to alter our reality? So we create our own reality. Our ancestors are there to support. Like I said earlier, when you feel alone... You're never alone because the spirit's always millions behind you. Will they alter your reality? No. Not from... Well, not... I can't say that because... Ask and shall receive, right? You create it. You ask it. You connect with spirit. They support you. Not they alter, but they support you. They, they're not going to alter it because you're putting... <clears throat> you're putting the situation and you're putting it in their hands, which is important, but you got to do your part. You can't expect, well, I want this job and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pray and ask, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out there and, and do my part or I want this business and I want this. I want this. They're not going to alter nothing. Why? Because they're going to see you're not putting your part. As a human self, self-love, self-care, and then they support you. And not only your ancestors, but the Orishas too. But you have to, have to be committed, <clears throat> committed into what you do, how you show up in life, what are you creating in your, in your reality, and how are you showing up for other people? Are you a person that always gives, 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 and not receives? Or are you a person that receives, 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 never gives, gives, gives? So either way is toxic. Why? Because the cycle of life, of karma, is not in flow. So too much is no good and too little is no good. So what does that mean? How does that go back to how if our ancestors have ability to alter reality? Yeah, because if you're not being balanced with reality and life, they can't show up. So when you start being balanced with reality and how you're showing up in life, 
and how you interacting with different souls because people are souls at the end of the day they can have the most shittiest soul that you feel like man that person's a piece of shit but at the end of the day that person's a soul so you got to respect that human because they're designed fun fucking phenomenal just like you they could be operating just straight up 3d what does that mean just humans not even spirit they don't even have the knowledge that spiritual being having a human experience they don't even think that it is irrelevant but you still have to show love and compassion to that person because you operate from a different space in a different place in a different time but you're still in the same place i hope you guys are staying with me so it's important to know that just because these people you're encountering in life and your reality, and sometimes our ancestors and, our, and the Orishas will put obstacles in the way because something's going to good come out of it. After everything that happens bad, trust me, I promise you guys, there's always good that comes out. There's always, and if you, you may not see it that year, you may not see it in two years, three years, you may see the results in 10 years, but back to what I said, time and space is irrelevant. It's just being, and that's how the energy's working and the spirit's working. So the more you put in of love and, and operating from your truth and your reality, the more you're going to see out of life. But if you're not showing up for yourself, how you expect for someone to for another spirit to alter your life? You can't. So first you gotta check yourself. Where are you standing in life? What are you doing with yourself? How are you showing up? And then I hope that answered your question. Uh, number eight, can you speak can you speak on ancestral drainage? Yes. Absolutely. Um, I love these questions. Um, ancestral drainage. You have to know when to stop. Um, just stop engaging so much and, and just take it easy because it can become overwhelming. And that's back to boundaries, what I mentioned earlier. Um, knowing when to be spiritual and when to be enjoy the temple, meaning do the earthly things um why because there's a time and space for everything anything of too much of anything is no good see the beautiful part about uh yoruba lukumi we don't go knocking on people's doors trying to convince them to join us people come knocking on this practice door and ask them what are you guys doing that we're not Why? Because this practice, this religion, whatever you want to call it, this practice, I say, it doesn't operate forcing nobody. And if it is, you're in the wrong practice. That's not where Lukumi is, Yoruba. That's not how it operates. You don't force feed people. People have to want, want it. And then the Orisha, your ancestors will tell you where you are. But when you're doing too much, all these things, excessive of anything, I don't care who you are, what you do, excessive of anything is no good. Too much of anything is no good, whether it's Christian, Catholic, Buddhism, Yoruba, Santeria, anything of anything is no, too much is not 
It's not healthy for you, nor your spirit. That's why it's important to have balance. Not too much, not too little, and have fun. Know when, when it's time to play, know when it's time to get down with spirit. And, and spirit doesn't require so much. It doesn't require... What requires more is mostly you getting to know yourself. Believe it or not. Because once you start getting to know yourself... And you catch yourself. You catch yourself like, damn, I fucked up. Let me apologize. You drop that ego stuff. Like, e- ego is relevant. Like, sometimes you need your ego to protect you. And I learned that through, to, through a teacher training with yoga. Because I thought like, oh, no, ego's horrible. That's, you know, it's what messes up people. No, ego's relevant. But it's like having a weapon. You don't pull out your gun all the time. You can't pull out your gun for everything. Like, you got to know when... Wait, you know what? I got to protect myself. I got to I got to stand up for myself. So a little ounce of ego is not it's not going to kill you. But you don't want to operate always from ego. Because if you're constantly operating from ego, then you blocked out, then you're creating your path. Like you block it out because you got this whole S on your chest to try to make it seem like like no, no, it's your way, but you got to respect other people's truth. Like, I may not agree with this person, but like I said, that person is a spiritual being. I got to respect that spirit. And not only that spirit, but the ancestors that hold that spirit. So does it get draining? Yeah, because you have to find a balance of not doing too much nor too little. Because if you don't find the balance in two, you're going to get drained. And let me tell you something. Some of these spirits and energies will drain the shit out of you that you don't even know. How the hell you got there? So, in that being said, <laughs> I know this is it's been a long uh, podcast, but I really hope this tapped into this ancestral spirit. Um, and just know, like, just really have to get aligned with yourself. Get to know yourself. Know how to create your reality. And know when reality is testing you. And when you're in that middle of the test, you're going to say, I know my, I know my grandma's with me. I know my, this ancestor's with me. Listen, and you say this in, in, within you. When you speak this, there's different forms that spirit hears or you, or you cultivate. You cultivate a certain energy. When we speak in out loud, we speak in a physical form. When we're in whispering, we speak into spirits. You say it low. And now when we speak it within, we go diving deeper to a divine place. So when you go into meditation and prayer, you're in that divine place. The place is always going to be divine, but there's certain levels to when you access these tools. That's why in certain mantras and practices and meditation, uh, you'll start off with words out loud, then whisper, and then in silence. But when you're in silence, you're still keeping that same mantra of what you said outside in the words. That's a whole different, another ball game for another different podcast. So thank you guys. Thank you so much for the questions. Um, and I also hope that anything that I did mention earlier supported you. And if you have any questions regarding um, or comments regarding your path and your ancestral or anything of that, make sure you leave a message, a DM, a note, or just share this with somebody that needs to hear this. 
I mean, that's the thing. People are not acknowledged. People kind of blindfold on certain ancestral um, education. You know, it'd be nice to have a nice, good course in, in school that things that do matter, such as spirit. So thank you, guys. At the end of the day, do it because your soul deserves it. I love you all. And self-check, self-love, stay connected with spirit, know how to balance everything. And just let go of trying to hold on. Release, allow, and let things flow.